When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to 90 Day Fiancé WTF Podcast, a weekly hangout to talk about what the fuck we all just watch on TLC's 90 Day Fiancé. I am Nadia and with me is my co-host Lon. Hey, how's it going everybody? Hola Lon. Como estas? Mucho tiempo, no? <laughs> I'd answer you in Russian, but uh, yeah, I didn't memorize any. <laughs> Do I sound like Corey? You sound a lot better, actually. Really? <laughs> he was reading from his phone, by the way. No, but that was his greeting when he first saw Jenny. So, oh, right, 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 yeah. right, 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 right. I mean, he, he did try to like, speak decent spanish but it just sounds so <laughs> i mean he did try let's just he tried he tried he, he tried, tried. <laughs> tried his best let's talk about him later because i have a lot to cover that uh, you know a lot to unpack with that. yeah lots yeah. and lots to unpack shall we start with armando and kenny with yeah good news Yay. That they can now get married so i did a bit of research on this let's hear it mexico did legalize same-sex marriage since i want to say 2013 maybe 2016 obviously it started from mexico city which is the largest city in mexico but i mean i am happy to share the link in our uh, description for this episode i think they did it quietly but what i found is they wrote this out state by state so I think what had happened is the state that Armando and Kenny live did not legalize same-sex marriage when they were filming, was it last season, right? When right, they found right. out they couldn't get married. But this time around, they recently legalized it. And that's why we saw the scene where the officer was telling them that they don't need any documents, which is great. I was just curious, so I did a bit of research. And if they did live in the state of Sonora, that is one of the last remaining states that finally legalized same-sex marriage. They caught up. They finally <laughs> caught up. Exactly. Yeah, right. And I like, too, how the guy at the end, I forget what, what they're called. I don't know. Councilman. I don't know what they're called. Where he said, it may not have been the straw that broke the camel's back, but theirs and cases like theirs were part of that fight. We're part right. of, of getting this pushed through and accomplished. So yay, love wins. Yay. I'm happy for him. Me too. Me I'm too. happy for him. Yeah. And I wish they didn't have to go through all that. But I'm glad. I think it was Kenny that might have said it where they're happy that people who are looking for a same-sex marriage don't have to go through the same stuff they had to go through. So kudos and uh thanks for fighting the good fight kenny and armando and uh yeah thanks for sticking it out (laughs) let's move on to jenny and summit who needs to commit summit needs to commit so man the entire time they were on i just kept thinking to myself how much i really don't care about this anymore (laughs) (laughs) Um, but, but the counselor did have some good takeaways. I think if this wasn't scripted, the counselor was beneficial in possibly progressing the parents' opinions on the matter. And I think the parents are more open from what I can see, but they want to see if Jenny is able to be like the right kind of wife to submit. So, I mean, there was some good that came out of it, but at the same time, and as more scenes came on, I found myself just 
reaching for the fast forward button uh-huh. and going, no, oh, we'll, we'll stick it out. So I don't know. I, I'm just really not interested anymore. From what we've seen from the previews, obviously the mom is going to pick on Jenny and stuff like that, but I don't really care to watch that either. I'm just so done caring about them. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I just want to double down on what I said in our last recording, which is, you know, I still think his mom comes across as being manipulative, mm-hmm. but I can also see why the parents are the way they are and why they acted that way. And it all comes down to culture, right? Mm-hmm. It's because, and this makes sense too, when they explained it to the counselor, is they're worried that when Jenny breaks up with Sumit or is the first to go, then there will be no one to take care of Sumit because mm-hmm. by then, I guess, they will be gone too because Jenny is just as old as them, if not older. Right. So they're more worried about their son being with a woman who they hope will be able to take care of him and I guess vice versa too right they have to take care of each other grow old together but also I think there's that competing resource as well they're worried that when they're old and they're expecting Sumi to take care of them because remember the mom and the dad said there's no such thing as old age home there's no nursing home Mm-hmm. or there's no senior right. living in India and I can relate to because it's the same culture as mine let me put it this way it's a filial duty to not put your parent in an old folks home they mm-hmm. call it uh, or you know in the US context here is senior living right that's not how things work back in Asia in Asia we live together you get your mom and dad to live with you when they're old and they're not able to take care of themselves. Like he said, joint family. So I totally understand why the parents freaked out about the age. It's not because they're ageist, but there is an explanation behind it. It's preparing for their son's future, mainly, and also being concerned about their own future. They're worried that, like I said, when they get old, will Sumi be too busy taking care of Jenny? Or will right. he be able to take care of them? While I, Jenny will have someone to be with her in her old age, statistically, she's probably going to leave before he does, right? So she's going to have someone to be with her in his old age. Mm-hmm. He most likely will not. Will not, yes. Right. Yeah. Right. What is he going to be, a 50-year-old, 60-year-old bachelor? He's going to be in Jenny's shoes. Right. Right, trying to... Right. Trying to hook up with someone. Right. <laughs> yeah. And again, I don't know how the dating situation is in India. Like the parents say, it's very rare that you marry someone double your age. And that's why I think Indian matchmaking is such a big thing is because they're really strict on that compatibility part. You know, you have to be around the same age, like good education. You have to be on par with each other. Right. But anyway, that's a different story altogether. I think Sumit's mom moving to their home is such a power move. Yeah. And I don't blame Jenny for being uncomfortable because, I mean, who wants their mother-in-law to always hover over them and trying to whip them into shape and trying to convert them into a so-called Indian housewife? And Jenny's like past that. You know, she's not at that age where she's a spring chicken and wanting to learn. You know, she's more of like, yeah, I just want to chill. I just want to live with your son and just chill. I can see this as another manipulation to get her out of the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Even Jenny said that. Remember yeah. <laughs> when they were sitting by the monkeys? Yeah. Yeah. She's got her suspicion on there. I just want to read something from Reddit that I thought kind of sums up everything I view this relationship uh, or this entire scene that this episode Sumi's parents love him very much and are absolutely saving him from himself. He does not actually want to marry Jenny and it seems like he ultimately will want children. It might seem harsh to Western eyes, but I think they're 100% right. I saw that too. Yeah, someone shared oh, that. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was another person that says the parents see this as someone to compete with his ability to take care of them, but also as someone who won't have children of their own, which means who is going to take care of Sumit 
in 30 years when he's in failing health and a widower. Oof. Yeah. Hard to swallow pills. <laughs> I know. Harsh truths. Harsh truths, yeah. <laughs> All right. I thought we can move on to Stephen with the V and uh, Alina. Alina. I like how her mom pronounced her name. I think her name is Alina because the way she pronounced it in Russian, it's like, it's not Alina, it's Alina or something. Anyway. So the lie. The lies. The lies. The lies. It's like he had to lie. So I just think not being a virgin. I used to lie that I wasn't right a virgin. So the fact that he's lying that he's a virgin is like, what? Who lies that they're, that they're a virgin? Right. I remember growing up, you know, obviously when you're younger, it's just for at least for men. And I don't know, maybe it's the same for women you kind of want people to think that you have that experience. Right. So I, I used to lie that I wasn't right. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, have you done it? Yeah. I've done it. Of course I've done it. Like, <laughs> So to him to, to have to lie that he's not, I'm like, that's not something you really shouldn't even like have to lie about, especially if you're already talking about marrying somebody just be forthcoming about it and maybe that's me talking because i'm i'm older now and i'm 42 and i'm like that just seems like such a shitty thing to lie there's so many other things one you shouldn't lie but if you're gonna lie like being a virgin is nothing really you should lie about there's people on the bachelor who are coming forth going yes i'm 40 years old and i'm a virgin and i'm on the bachelor like or the bachelorette right whatever yeah the show you know what i mean so to me that's just like such a shitty thing to lie about and then to find out, dude, this guy's raking in numbers, man. What? <laughs> when she said, well, how many people he's like made out with in the hundreds? Yeah. Ah, I fell out of my seat. Like, what the heck? I know. He's a thought, man. That wow. hoe over there. Use a hoe. Right? <laughs> he's a hoe for show. <laughs> he's a hoe for show. Like, so come on, man. Hey, and no judgment. No judgment out there this might come out like we're judging people who've made out with a lot of people. No, not at all. Go get yours. You know what I'm saying? But dang, like he here lying about it. <laughs> I don't mind judging him just because if the shoes on the other feet, if this was a woman who said, yeah, I made out with a hundred guys. Right. And then, oh uh, yeah. The double the, standard. Right. Yeah, the double standard. So I'm like, that's why I said he's a hoe for show. He's a and, hoe for show. And even that doesn't carry that much weight because people be like, yeah, he's a guy. He'll fuck around. But yeah. then if it's a woman, oh, she's a slut. Which is not fair. I mean, but that's, and again, another story. (laughs) And you know, he didn't sleep with five people. (laughs) Yeah, nah, bro. I mean. Isn't there like, I forgot, but it's kind of. Yes, I know what you're about to say. If it's a guy, divide that by two. If it's a girl, times that by, I don't know what it is. It's something like there's an equation, right? There's an equation to it. There's an equation to it. Technically, he slept with only two people. Yeah. So yeah. even that's a lie. And, and right? once like, was over Star Wars. Yeah. We don't know which episode. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's safe to say that even that's a lie. And what caught me is he pulled a Corey, right? He was in the relationship with yes. her. Yeah. This would have been a completely different story if he backtracked, but then said, look, I didn't think it was important. Mm-hmm. You weren't together. And I didn't think my past w- was as important. I think. You and I, our story starts from when we met and how we think. He doesn't even have that to fall back on because all this stuff occurred, you know, the sleeping and stuff while he was in a relationship with her. Yeah. So fuck that guy, man. Even with 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 a V. V. Yeah. That's fucked up. And no chocolates and cat purses is going to win that back. Speaking of cat purses, nothing like the gift of a pussy purse to say that you slept with other women. (laughs) oh the irony yeah (laughs) yeah and i've stopped liking this guy for a while i thought at first you know their story would be interesting and it still is it's it's still interesting but i don't like him at first i kind of liked them both it was a quirky kind of relationship but now i just don't like him i feel bad for alina she can totally do better and just seeing her hurt over this it was tough for me it was tough for me to kind of watch she was close to tears yeah, it just the thought of being lied to and being played. Yeah. And then yeah. for him, I didn't like the way he said, I have another trick up my sleeve. What is that? That's already, yeah, that's 
that's already telling me that he's manipulative. Yeah. And that he's not being sincere. He's not being sincere. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to whip out this Russian. I'm going to try to win him over. Like it, it came out very manipulative and, and snake like, you know, I was like, I don't like how you said that. Yeah. There's all these red flags with Steven now, like he's revealing his true character and they, Alina called it out like the hypocrisy and how he only refers to uh, religion when it benefits himself. Right. Yes. I hope for her sake that it is over. It seems like it's leaning that way. Right. So someone posted a photo of them vacationing in Greece recently. I don't know how, how recent that was, but uh, it broke my heart seeing it because I'm like, really Alina, like you're still with this jerk. Like, yeah. I hope that was an old photo because it looked like the same dress she was wearing and it looked like the same t-shirt that he always wears. So we know that's them. And this person claims that they were both in Greece. So I'm like, hopefully it's the wrong location. Maybe that was them in Turkey because that makes sense, right? Because they were in Turkey. But if this was them in Greece, I don't know. I do like the mom because the mom's very straightforward. I like when she yeah. said, uh, your prospects are not so bright (laughs) (laughs) and uh, the mom is becoming an MVP as well MVP candidate right yeah I know this is very sacrilegious I guess not really sacrilegious but I do want to give a shout out to Steven because his Russian is really good not that I speak Russian but the attempt to speak Russian is there and his understanding of it is really good. Like he can converse he with can them. Converse, right. You know, kudos to him for picking up a new language. Mm. So. Lon, before we continue on, there was something that I thought I would read out to you and I want to get your thoughts on it. Yep. It's about, and I should have done this before we cover uh, Stephen and Alina. It's about Jenny and Kenny. Unfortunately. What? So this is from Johnny. Is it Johnny Yates? The 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 celebrity blogger. Yeah. So he wrote this. I I was a rant diatribe on his Instagram. And I thought I would read it to you. So this might be an unpopular opinion. But I'm going to say it anyways. Because y'all know I've been down this road before. I think that both Kenny and Jenny are forcing their first world agendas on their spouses who have families with third world values and beliefs. Mm. I just spoke about this on my life, life IG, I guess he meant. And I felt like I had an epiphany because both of these people are in their 60s who continually force their loved ones to make their families adhere to what Americans think they should do. With all due respect, Kenny has forced Armando to have his very deeply Catholic Mexican parents to fall in line with their agenda, just as Jenny has forced Sumit to have his very Indian spiritual parents to fall in line with their love story. Both of these cast members have been around the block being baby boomers who are dating slash engaged to people a third of their age and should know better. You knew that this was already going to be an issue when you started dating them, so don't make a federal case out of it when you don't get your way. And to shove this marriage stuff down the throats of families who aren't as progressive as you are is just wrong. With that being said, I feel like Armando has gone above and beyond trying to talk to his family about this. And as a gay person with a super Catholic family, I applaud you. It wasn't easy for me to tell my family that I was marrying a man. And I just want to give you a round of applause. As for Jenny, you knew from the jump that this wasn't going to go the way you planned it in your head. And I feel bad for Sumit as you have totally ruined their family. And I also have to applaud Sumit for trying to make it work. You have your own family and the fact that you continually try to divide him from them. I think he's referring to Jenny. Trying to divide Sumit from his family only shows your true colors. I suggest you work those beats hard because all the chanting in the world ain't going to stop all the bad you've done to sit here and watch TV and hear Jenny say how Sumit's parents are out to get him is appalling. Go back to Palm Springs where the family you have is waiting for you. I'm just tired of all this BS as a viewer and a blogger and I had to say something. Mm. Very insightful. And I'm actually surprised, you know, I didn't 
look at it from that perspective sooner. I think these are things that we kind of touch on in, in previous podcasts we've recorded. We did. Yeah. yeah, where, you know, we'll kind of point out certain things like privilege and certain things like enforcing cultural beliefs on another culture. But yeah, uh, th- that's actually very insightful. What I think, I think he's absolutely right. I will say, though, that I think when it comes to Kenny, the, the larger conversation is the, the civil rights, the fight for LGBTQ plus rights overall. And I think mm-hmm. maybe when you frame it in that larger fight and that this fight and that this kind of pushing Armando, you know, is, is part of a bigger fight and a bigger uh, maybe conversation. Mm-hmm. When you frame it that way, I, I kind of see it as as a little more just, but that doesn't make it any less difficult for Armando to do the things that he has to do. So yeah. in that light, I do understand Kenny, especially maybe seeing kind of the oppression still and wanting himself to, or excuse me, wanting Armando to be freed of that, yeah. why he would continue to push and continue to apply pressure on this because you know he may see Armando is still being oppressed by this and and wanting to free him of it I can kind of understand that fight more I think it's also his impatience does show how he's forcing the progressiveness on a very Mm. Catholic Mexican family which is why we talked about this while about baby stepping it right and I think Armando's approach has paid off which is let's not force this down the throat but Kenny's like, oh, wait, yeah, but why can't they think that way? Why can't they just accept this? Yeah. Like, it's, I think I, I want to say that might be an act, but if that wasn't, I hope that when the dad gave Cassie the necklace, that he would be like, okay, this is, remember what we said? Like, tell me you accept me without telling me you right, accept me. Right, right. So I hope that he took a chill pill after that and, chill not, pill, yeah. and not try to like force it down. I think. What we're about to see is Kenny being frustrated about about Armando's dad not showing up or not being present during right. their wedding planning, maybe, or during the wedding ceremony itself. I mean, I don't know, but the preview kind mm-hmm. of teased us a little bit on that. But I think no excuses for Jenny because no, yeah. Jenny seems <laughs> yeah, like she's just really petulant and really not trying to let go of things. And I think collectively, a lot of us are saying Jenny just cut the loss just go back and love yourself go back and live with your daughter you have family in the U.S. you probably have still have friends in the U.S. you have a life back here don't think that it has to be with Sumit Sumit it's not going to be the be all end all and if things are not going your way then be the bigger person and cut your losses but don't force it down his already conservative parents' throat. Yeah. It speaks for me, the kind of arrogance of Americans, right? Yeah, why can't people be this way? Right, it has to be this way, right? right. And again, I, I'm not speaking for the gay rights movements. I'm, I'm not speaking about that at all. But we can't ignore the first world. One of us being Americans and, and kind of Americans always thinking, hey, like, the world revolves kind of around us and you know what i mean when we we go out and force our will on others mm-hmm. there's the whole white privilege thing yeah. right right yeah so all that stuff does come into account yeah all right are we ready to move on to Beanie and Ari and I have to say this week's tear fest goes to Beanie because Beanie Ari, yeah. I just cannot watch that like it was sincere it was genuine yeah, I feel for this guy. Like I said before, I hope he's in the US. I hope. I just cannot see him cry. And I think I got really uncomfortable, not in a bad way, but like I don't want to see him cry. So those scenes were very, very difficult for me to watch. Same. I don't know what it's like to have a child taken away from you. I can only imagine the kind of pain that feels like. But to have it happen again and to see it playing out again for him, right? For him to have to go through this a second time 
And then just to watch him really hurt over this was, it really was a tough watch. And I felt so bad. I felt so, so bad for, um, for Benny. Yeah. That's all I really have to say about that. That was probably just the emphasis of those scenes. Like the little promise ring was cute, but I don't know, man, that just not enough. That's not reassurance. You know, that's just, Oh, forever family. And it was a nice gesture, but that's not going to reassure anybody. Oh, a little, a little ring around my finger means you're going to come back. That doesn't mean anything. You're That's cute, but child. it's not yeah. being together physically as a family. That's what he wants, right? Yeah. All right. I thought we can close this out with Evelyn and Cordy. Yes. Question. I've, I've, oh, okay. Go for it. Are you team Corey or team Evelyn? Oh my God. Neither. Neither? <laughs> Do I have to pick? There are, well, uh, I just... I have to say, it was very seesaw, right? It was such a roller coaster. I would be Team Evelyn prior to this episode, but after this episode, I'm like Team Corey. Really? Yeah. What? Not after, that. What do you not, mean after this episode. I mean, it's not because I subscribe to cheating, but it's because this is why I have a lot to say. Um, <laughs> let's hear it. First of all, let's just put it this way: if there's a meme. Let me see this. There's a meme. I'm, I'm going to start Perfect. with a meme. There's a meme. There's a meme for this. I'm just trying to find the wording for the meme. So hang in there, Lon. Let me, let me just find this damn meme that I found. That uh, Never mind. I'm just trying to find the fucking meme, y'all. Speaking of memes, man, my meme didn't get any traction. I thought it was funny. I was like, what? Oh, no, it's still <laughs> fire, dude. I was like, we're, no, no reactions, no nothing. I'm like, okay, damn. I thought that was gold. <laughs> dude, your memes are always on fleek. It's an on fleek is such an old thing, but yeah, it's always on point. Let me find this mother freaking meme, y'all. It's something about if I can believe that he actually dated someone when I broke up with him is a person or something like that. Oh. Because basically, they fought, right? They had this yeah. massive argument. She said, leave me, leave this island or whatever. And according to Corey, she said, go see other people. She's okay with it. And then when he actually did it, she's like, oh my God, I can't believe you saw other people. And like, I get it. He was married during that time, which again, we don't condone that. But don't play the victim card when you've done the same thing to Corey. I'm not sure, Lon, if you remember, but Evelyn did sleep with Raul on their bed when Corey left for the US. And I bet in her head, she's probably like, well, Corey's not here. We're broken up. And she went around and fucked his friend. So what's up with that? Like, don't play that card when you know you've done it yourself. She seems more pissed that he played her at her own game. So my headlines for this is play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Win stupid prizes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So for me, and I'm team Evelyn on this one is um, she summed it up when she said it wasn't that you did that. It was that you lied, lied about, about it. it. Yeah. I think there's a line, right? Where they were like, if we're going to move forward with this, we got to be upfront. We got to be upfront. If we're going to, continue with with the wedding and getting married let's spill the beans now and if we can get past it we can get past it and if Mm -hmm. we can't we can't and that would have given her the knowledge to make an educated decision whether to move forward and he lied and that's the thing is that he lied so that she would say yes let's continue but had she been given the knowledge up front who knows Maybe she would have said no, or maybe she would have said yes. Let's start with a clean slate. But instead, he lied to her for months and months and months. And to me, there were just a lot of selfish things Corey did. Like he tried to say, even to Jenny, he was like, oh, Jenny, I told you. And then Jenny was when she's interviewing with the producers, she's like, he didn't tell me until two and a half months into our relationship. Right. He said he was single. He was also like not upfront about that part 
there's so many things about Corey where you could tell he was manipulating the situation to work out in his benefit. He was playing both of them. Yep. He was playing Jenny and he was playing Evelyn and he ain't a player though. You know what I mean? <laughs> he fucked up and he fucked up big. He was trying to paint himself in a better light in front of the cameras. And when he's like, Oh, I, I told her, I told her this. No, you didn't. She just told us that you didn't tell her until two and a half months later. When Evelyn said, it wasn't that you did that. Cause he said, well, you said, you said I could, she was ready to fire back. She said, yeah, I said you could, but you lied about it. Mm-hmm. And that was the thing. Would things have been different? I don't know. Maybe he would have told her the truth and she still would have said, fuck off. But she was not given the knowledge to make an educated decision, right? This is going to be an extreme example. So somebody told me that it's rape if on a date you lie to somebody about some something and they end up sleeping with you because of the lies. Oh, yeah. Really? Well, wow, yeah, that's deep. Because, okay. Right, because they're like, well, you, well, whatever, we fucked or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but it was based on lies. It was based on what I knew about you and I formed- I can see that. I formed these ideas about you and maybe these ideas about us. You didn't give me the information I needed to make a decision, an informed decision, Yeah. right? So the consent was based on lies and and consent based on lies is not consent, right? That's so I was like, whoa. And I was like, holy crap. So like, Yeah, that's obviously rape is a a completely extreme example. But what I'm trying to say is she was not given the information to make an educated decision um, about this. And he lied about it. So, Mm -hmm. yeah, I can definitely see that too, Lon. I think those are all great points. And by the way, I found the meme. It's a (laughs) I can't believe he thought we were broken up when I broke up with him was a person. Oh, right, right. She kind of trapped him too yeah. into making that, right? Yeah. So I get that argument, but it all crumbles when she says, for me at least. Yeah. It all crumbles for me. I know the interwebs have their own opinions and everyone's entitled to their opinion yeah. in this matter. But yeah. for me, it all crumbles when she said, that's not the point, right? Like, yeah. yeah, I gave you that free reign, but you lied about it. And that's where from that point on, that's what hurt because you played me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I believed I, you and the hurt that she felt. Yeah, I think and I'm happy to get back to this because I want to talk about Jenny first and how she accepted Corey ghosting on her a little bit more graciously than Evelyn, you know, receiving that news about him and Jenny. So here's the thing on social media, apparently. Evelyn thinks that Jenny is gagging for attention, which is why she moved from Peru to Ecuador. And wait, 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 let's say it again. So Evelyn thinks that Evelyn Jenny's thinks. gagging for attention because she purposely moved from Peru to Ecuador. Oh, okay. Uh, from what Corey said that she lives in Ecuador. She did, but why is she Jenny from Peru if she's living in Ecuador? Because they both went to Peru for their fling. Or they that's where they met. That's where they met. So that tells me Jenny is from Peru, but somehow she ended up in Ecuador. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Evelyn's tr- basically trying to accuse that Jenny was trying to break them up, purposely trying to break mm. them both up. Mm. But I do like how she handled it. She said something about, yeah, it was beautiful. It was special. But I have a date. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and the, the look she gave him. Yeah, yeah you can go. I yeah, got it. I go. got, yeah, I got it. You don't date. have to explain yourself. I, I, I got, got a date. date. Here's your yeah. phone back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this done? Because yeah. yeah. <laughs> hot date waiting at the bar across the street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <I have to> go. <laughs> I think she was probably pissed about him ghosting on her too. Oh, totally. Like you explained it, right? It sounds like. He's triangulating both of them, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And yeah. he's trying to like manage this triangulation and he lost Jenny and now he's about to lose Evelyn. So I yeah. don't know. He's a schmuck. What can I he's say? A he's a schmuck. Did you see the social media fallout between all what's happening? Catch yes. us up, Lon. 
I didn't look too deep into it. I just saw a few posts and even those posts I didn't look too deep into. But um, Evelyn's actually really heard about what happened. Mm -hmm. Obviously, you know, we're a podcast. We talk about these relationships. But I don't know how many other podcasts there are out there or even just viewers who are commenting on her posts. But she's getting a lot of hate. Hurts. She's over it. But in one of her posts, she was like, you know, you guys don't even know me and there's so much hate. I lost, I think she said she lost the bar. So I guess he, I don't know if he took it back and sold it. Cause I don't know what, yeah. What is it? The thumbs up. <laughs> Dude, this guy is bankrolling her family and she, yeah. he treats him like shit. It's like, so do you think that was just under his name? And he's like, well, yeah, totally. Married, then I'm taking the bar back. I wouldn't say taking the bar back. He probably stopped paying for it. Oh, that's right. Okay, He's the one with it? the money, right? And the restaurant was also under his... Wasn't he bankrolling the parents' restaurant too? I mean, maybe it's not him, but times are tough. Like, who's vacationing in Angabao nowadays? Yeah. You know, because of the pandemic. So I can't quite say that it's because Corey left. Yeah. You know? Anyway, what I interpret her being upset with is not just a lie Lon but it's more of she lost the upper hand in the relationship because he played her at her own game mm. and it's because of the things that she said like I wasn't the one calling this is why I jumped to this conclusion is because she said that when she asked Corey to leave she thought he would be learning like he would reflect on their relationship and work on it and I'm like, girl, that's high school, man. Like, you, you think people are just going to be home being lovesick and pining over you? Like, yeah, it, that's not how things work when you're did, at yeah. that level, you know? And so I think when she says those things, it just tells me that she thinks that she had leverage in the relationship and she lost that leverage and she's being played at her own game. So it's her ego being deflated and right. being hurt. I mean, I did say I was Team Corey, but I'm not saying that I'm condoning what Corey did. And I didn't want to pick sides, by the way. I think the two of them, you know, deserve each other. And I, <laughs> I'm starting to hate their storyline. What she's expecting of him, come on, man. Like, she played him too. She cheated on him. And Laura, from the few past seasons of The Other Way, the one that married Aladdin, she has receipts. She has photos of... Evelyn with another man and she's been Ooh. posting it on her IG story so Dang. that has been going around so we all know that Evelyn has been around she is a public transport in Ingapal but was she honest about it <laughs> was she honest about it I don't know because th those didn't come up during filming maybe she was honest with him behind closed doors who knows mm. right but you can see the narcissistic side of her is right. that because now she's being played at her own game. She's like, okay, now I want a divorce, blah, blah, blah. And She uh, did mention, there was a part where she's like, I didn't need him. I wasn't yeah. calling him. And she was basically saying she was over him. And then he came back to her and he won her over pretty much, right? I'm not obviously going to say all the words she said, but he made her believe that he was going to put in effort. He made her believe that things could work out and he won her over. But much, I thought but he went like... back to get his stuff because he wanted to be with Jenny. <laughs> but because of the pandemic, he, he was on lockdown. That was the story. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not like he came back begging her. He came back to collect his stuff is what I interpreted as. And she probably think, oh, you're back. Now you've learned your lesson. Are you still in love with me? And he's like, well, I'm stuck here. Might as well. <laughs> She won the battle, but she didn't win the war. Right, exactly. Yeah, like she got that and she was like, yes. And then now that the show is back and we're towards the end of the season, he's like, bam, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so there are a couple of things from Reddit that I wanted to read to you because it just summarized things really well as well. Someone said, I think she was upset with him for cheating or actually moving on. Not because it broke her heart, but because it made her look stupid and replaceable. She needs Corey to be lovesick so she can seem desirable. If he moves on, she ends up just being another option. 
And then someone posted this Reddit about how Evelyn has this thing called the Kim Kardashian syndrome, or in other contexts could be known as the pretty girl syndrome. Basically, it's the idea that the prettiest girl in the family must help the family move up socially, economically, or otherwise. I think that growing up, Evelyn was considered one of the prettier girls in her hometown. Not that we're hyping her up when it's a small town. I guess options are limited. Either Mm. way, I get the sense that she was popular with the boys. Make of that what you will. Her parents and sisters probably overhyped her and pressured her to marry well. I don't know what her living conditions were like, but they certainly weren't luxurious. All she really wanted was to be with her ex, but his prospects weren't good enough. That's why she's so anti-marriage. All the pressure got to her and the only person she wanted to marry wasn't going to be able to improve her lifestyle. Along came Corey. She didn't love him and he's not particularly wealthy, but perhaps her family was enamored with the idea of him and the opportunity that they thought he could bring or Mm. that he brought. This Redditor said, I don't love the American savior stereotype. And I know that not everyone believes that America is a land of opportunity, but I'm sure her family felt like Evelyn deserved a wealthy foreign man, which is why she stuck around with him. That's why she has such a sense of entitlement about a lavish wedding. She thinks Corey owes it to her. And staying in her hometown was a way for her to be with him while simultaneously screwing around with the prom king. Wow. Interesting. Who is this person? Invite him to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Right? (laughs) Wow. That's a good take. That's a really good take. That's a really good take. Yep. So I still think play stupid games, win stupid prizes. And I still feel bad for Evelyn. I'm a sucker for girls crying. Man, that's just me. I know, dude. I know. I mean, I feel bad too. But then like when I went through Reddit, there's always someone who will remind everyone that, hey, Remember that time she fucked Raul in the bed? <laughs> and then I, feel, I don't feel sorry anymore. <laughs> and then with Laura going around with all these receipts and I'm like, oh man, now I can't feel bad for Evelyn. And plus she's not likable. That's the thing is that she's not Jenny. You know, when you pit them side by side, which I hate that they are doing this, right? But mm-hmm. when you pit them side by side, it's like Jenny seems more gracious and in some people's eyes prettier you know maybe better personality whereas mm. evelyn we've been trying to like her for many seasons but we can't seem to find a reason right and by the way Corey has a nickname in Angabao, apparently it's called and i wrote this down and pardon my very bad spanish but it's called el chuchado which el means chuchado. yeah which okay. means the cuckold oh my gosh (laughs) because apparently people in town knows that Evelyn fucks around when he's not around oh my gosh (laughs) dude I'm not making this shit up man this is uh, (laughs) on the interwebs man right anyway Lon we've come to the end (laughs) we're just saying what we found in our research folks that didn't come from us no (laughs) we're not that smart to make this stuff up. This is all what y'all are saying out there. What y'all are saying out there. Yeah, not us. Anyway, <laughs> Lon, what is your WTF moment? WTF moment for me, again, was Corey. The more I just find out about him, and this time it had to do with Jenny, who was barely even on the show, but is obviously causing quite a stir in, in the past couple episodes. The way he tried to manipulate that situation, like, oh, I'm single, and then telling her two and a half months later, oh, by the way, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you know you're out for yourself. That was a selfish move. Right. When you wait that late into the game to tell somebody that, it's because you're manipulating them for that emotional investment so that by the time you drop that kind of bomb, they're already maybe in love with you or already are like, well, fuck, we're already in too deep. That's what you would hope for. But there are people who are like, fuck that. Why don't you tell me this earlier and walk off, right? So there's just a lot of manipulation there. So he's manipulating Jenny and he's manipulating Evelyn. It's all out of the selfishness to come out on top in terms of where these relationships are going. Like somebody's going to be on the shelf. 
That's what, that's what I saw in that. So for me, it was WTF. Yeah. I want to say what is a WTF moment for me? I guess I would go with yours as well, Lon, because I can't think of anything else that jumps out except for Beanie's breakdown, but I don't want to call that a WTF. It was WTF for a different reason. For a different reason. That was Yeah. Yeah. I guess I can go with that then. I mean, it's not the kind of WTF that's like, what the fuck? It's more of like, like uh, what the fuck? Yeah, like that. (laughs) You know, like, oh, I feel bad for him. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Please return his kid to him. Right. (laughs) Yeah, the trauma the guy is feeling. Like I said, I really hope he's somewhere in the US in, uh, where is it? Princeton, New Jersey, reunited with his family. So, yeah, man, if he's not hanging there, Beanie, I hope that all is well and you're you're in a good headspace i'm gonna to... go on social media we follow them i think so i think we do they're um, they're they, they've just fallen off of the feed because I'm, I'm not seeing their posts <laughs> they probably cannot reveal too much as well because mm, that goes against right. their current the nda yeah oh bad news <gasps> wait hold on yep uh, apparently that photo I was talking about with Steven and Alina, Alina, right? Alina um, at Greece. Yep, they're still together. Ah, come on. I, well, it seems like it. It seems like it. But anyway. Some people seems- have all the luck, don't they? <laughs> yeah, she might be in the US too, I guess. Because hmm. maybe they're vacationing. Or maybe they're just writing out the visa application. What is Beanie's name? Because let me see. Oh, Beanie. Let's see. Where is he? He is. Oh, man. He looks like he's in the US. Good for you, bro. <laughs> it just looks like it. He looks like he's in an apartment complex. Oh, nice. Yeah. It doesn't look like he's in um, Ethiopia. But I could be wrong. Because like, look, he's, it looks like, I mean, you can't see, but it is looks he like. At life? Yeah, yeah. He's using an American oven. Oh, okay. The brick backsplash, which is indicative of old houses in the colonies. Right, uh, right. <laughs> if that's a good way to explain it. But anyway, yeah, looks like he's in the US. Yay! 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 Anyway, Lon, let's start this. You know, we have this segment called, well, WTFT, but also in other news. In other news. In other news. Did you know that? Tanya and Sinjin are no longer together. I saw a post where I guess Sinjin was at some kind of music festival with another chick. And that's all I know about that. In Vegas, right? They were in like a yeah, rave or something. It might have been EDC. I don't know. but Did EDC happen? Is that what it is? No, actually not yet. I think it's happening. Was it last year? Uh, it cannot it be might have been. might have been. I don't know. They looked like they were at some kind of concert or music festival. Because huh. all I know, and he was with, it was not Tanya who he was with. Yeah. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I saw the lineup of the Singles Life Season 2. And, and Tanya's on it. Tanya is, I'm not sure about Tanya, oh. but Sinjin is. Oh, Sinjin is. Oh, great. Yeah. <laughs> Tanya, funny you said that. Tanya is planning to be on Unfiltered, the app. Do you know what that is? No. It's like, what's that app that Bella Thorne crashed? Oh, OnlyFans. So it's like the other version of OnlyFans. Because I think didn't OnlyFans recently made it more strict to put out content? Right. No more porn. So there's a different app that a lot of these 90 Day Fiance folks are on. It's called Unfiltered. And that's where Stepan Co and Devin. Can post adult content. Yep. (laughs) <laughs> yep and larissa cameo is not good enough <laughs> apparently soda soda cam and cameo is probably not paying enough or yeah. maybe, maybe they're too restrictive and they put mm. a lot of um, restrictions recently so a lot of this 90 day fiance folks are moving to unfiltered so tanya wow. will be on it and in other news jeffrey aka fidget spinner nipples aka sun tits Guilty on all Guilty. charges. Yeah, 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 yeah. Finally, they got him. Got I did him. See that. Yeah, I did see that. <laughs> yeah. And this asshole, he had a plea deal, a plea bargain, and he turned it down. 
Why? Because he thought he'd be proven innocent. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he could have got away with no prison sentence. Not that we want him to. But mm. I guess in a way, we're glad that he's such an egomaniacal person that yeah. he turned it down because, yeah, now he's... He did what was right. <laughs> he did what was right, yeah, for the world. I think now he's facing up to 20 years, if I'm not wrong. <gasps> I think the verdict is wow. in December, but he could face up to 20 years. So, wow. Yeah. 20 years. Damn. Yep, I think catch more of it on Court TV. If you want to know more, I think Court TV, the YouTube channel has more of it, or even the Instagram account has clips of the trial. So that's a good news. And Natalie, who posted something about praying for Jeffrey after he was found guilty, she mysteriously left Instagram. I guess she must have gotten a, a slur of hate mail or something. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I saw that the accounts were deactivated. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that much. Yeah. And I thought we can lightly touch on Juliana and Michael because mm. that's the drama that's been happening right now, which is Michael wishing her their second and last wedding anniversary. Anniver- wedding anniversary, right. Yep. Right. And then she clapped back saying that, hey, I ain't your slave. <laughs> yeah. It was tasteful too. Like the way it was written, yeah. if you read both of them, it seemed like it was amicable. Right. But she also was like, well, I'm not going to let you control this narrative. Right. Right. Because yeah. uh, I think he said, men don't control me. Been, yeah. COVID has been especially difficult or something like that. And she's like, it wasn't just COVID though. You know, it was, and then she, yeah, like you said, clap back. She felt like she was a maid. She did say that. She mm-hmm. felt like she was the only one that was employed and that she left her modeling career in Europe for him. You know, uh, but I think my main takeaway was that, you know, she wants to live her best life and that this was not the life she had imagined. And I think that's a lesson we all can learn, right? I think we all need to be living. Everyone has chase your dreams. Everyone, you all have a right to live your best life. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. There might be people that are like, well, you're married to life. Do you all part or whatever? And and there's some value to be added to that too. Don't get me wrong. Like there's commitments. I think honoring a commitment, there's something to be said about that. But also if you're not living your best life and there are opportunities and things that are better for you waiting out there, who is anyone to tell you not to improve your situation and not I think we all have it in us to to improve our situation and to improve our lives. And and I think she made that decision. And I think he understands that. And it seemed like an amicable separation. She just had some things to clarify with his, his little note about their second, what would have been right. their second and final anniversary. Right. Oh, man. That's one of the unfortunate collateral from the pandemic. So I wish them both well. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I do too. I don't know what it was that he, they presented him as a very successful uh, person. It seemed like he was, you know, really cool cars, wine vineyards, and he was buying a home and, and all these cool things that the pandemic changed his fortunes, I guess. So, so to put it. Yeah. So yeah, obviously I, I hope they're both doing well. Word. All right, Lon, any comments on that new episode of The Family Chantel? Uh, we, we discussed this earlier, but I got triggered. I got re-triggered. I forgot about the Philippines incident. And then when I was reminded about it, it all the feelings came back. And then just to watch Karen frame it as if she had no wrongdoing and, and everything that happened really just set me off. Like she she said, we were all traumatized from our trip that happened. You were traumatized, you know, like you traumatized them. And then when she's like checking up on Royal and they don't answer the door, she's like, oh, they need time to heal. And I want to give them that time as if she was not the cause of all this, as if she didn't have a hand in, in all this, like they're healing. They're trying to heal from you, like stay away from them. And I still need to finish the episode. I think I'm about 30 to 45 minutes in, mm-hmm. but oh my gosh, the frustration I felt, I was yelling at my TV. 
I was screaming obscenities <laughs> oh, <laughs> at <man>. my TV. <laughs> you that's had choice how, words. That's how triggered I was, yeah. And, you know, reminder for anyone that doesn't know, I'm Filipino-American. So these little slights to the Philippines that she keeps making, I'm just, they don't sit well with me at all. <laughs> yeah. And Lon, it's not on Philippines too, right? Because they look down on their Dominican Republic family as well. So mm. it's about them, mm-hmm. I think. They're effed up. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you have <laughs> you have a daughter that took like 10 plus years to graduate. I mean, let's mind your business. Like mind, mind that business. business. Chantel, I will say, Chantel was Chantel was looking pretty good when they was washing the car, you know, and she had her, her little shorts on. I'm like, dude, she's totally like sexualizing herself for the camera. Oh right? yeah. She knows and, what the camera wants to yeah, see. Yeah, I was like, dude, really? That's how you're washing your car with your like Daisy Dukes unbuttoned. Yeah, I mean, like, and again, I don't, I'm not trying to shame women. Wear what you want to wear. I'm just saying, you, she was definitely playing up for the cameras. And I, I noticed, I was, I, I said, hey, Len, look at Chantel. Isn't she a sight for sore eyes? <laughs> but he was quick to point out, well, look at Pedro, though. He'd been working out, right? He lost yeah. weight. I go, oh, Pe- yeah. <laughs> Pedro, like you can tell, he Super lost. Super ripped. Yeah, yeah he's, he's, he's ripped his, now. His uh, a-, a shirt. I don't want to say wife beater. Obviously, that's not the right term to use. Yeah. But um, yeah, he was wearing his little, a- I think it's called a tank. Some people call it a tank or a shirt, whatever. But Boyfriend shirt or something. I don't know. <laughs> Did he take four times to pass his driver's license? So oh, did he? Because <laughs> yeah. remember when he when he made fun of not made fun, but he's like, "Yeah, you finally graduate. You no, know, just take you like ten years or something." And yeah. she's like, "And how many times did you take to pass your driver's yeah. license?" <laughs> your driver. I test? did want to point out too, though, that in the previous season. When she brought the bad news about, oh, I'm not going to graduate this year or whatever. And he was all disappointed. And he's like, I put my education on hold and now I'm going to have to postpone. And here's this opportunity. And she's like, get off your fucking ass. and work. Yeah. Like, It's time for you now. And he's like, eh? <laughs> I, oh, I'm like, dude, you, you were just telling her last season that you wanted to go back and that yeah. you were. You were so gung-ho about going to school and finishing your degree. And then now he's just like, I just kind of want to sit on my ass and play video games. <laughs> yeah. I do want to point out that I don't like how they're looking down at the fact that he's doing warehouse work and that's oh, not a career. They? Yeah. I mean, Karen was like, was it Karen or uh, damn it? Who's the other son? Is it winter or something? Not winter. Is winter river. the du- river? Yeah. River yeah. was like, you're still doing warehouse job or something. And I'm like, dude, warehouse work is work. You yeah. Know? Like, okay. And the not- way he put it to Chantel too, was like when he explained, cause she was like, that's entry level. He's like, well, entry level at a warehouse with, you know, with overtime is easily like this much an hour. Yeah. Didn't he find out that he makes more than Chantel? <laughs> yeah. He yeah. yeah. Chantel She's would like, make well, a lot you of don't money. make that much like right off the thing. And he's like, well, <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. A job's a job, folks. Yeah. And honest living is an honest living. An honest living is an honest living. And if we were to have it the way a minimum wage was supposed to be, you're supposed to be able to live off of a 40 hour week job. Doesn't matter what the job is. 40 hours is 40 hours. So that's just my little livable wage, minimum wage. Yeah. Socialist uh, <laughs> interjection there. <laughs> Your your leftist yeah. <laughs> thoughts right there that might scare us some, some of our <laughs> listeners. Hey, what do you think of damn it, what's Chantel's sister's name? She's getting a boob job. Yeah. Though her friend kind of shaded her. Her fr- Karima was shady, shading her, saying like, Yeah, she kind of needs it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I guess you didn't watch it all the way or something, but yeah, that's her. I saw parts, just to the part, I think, where Karina was talking with with her mom, and they were both complaining. Well, no, the mom was complaining about her boyfriend. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) the dishwasher. Yeah. The mom called him a dishwasher. (laughs) Yeah. Man, they say a lot of mean stuff on this show, which is what, what makes it entertaining. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Lon. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> 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 
research. I'm just going through Reddit and I saw this. Pick your poison. Never leaving the house with royal. Tour of peach tree with jar. <laughs> Chopped cheese in the bodega with Alejandro. Freestyling with river in the studio. <laughs> Chicken wings with Thomas. Or cleaning Betsy with Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I love or, or, wings. Or, or having a surgery and looking up and seeing Chantel as your nurse. That I just added that. Pick <laughs> your poison. Wings. But Chantel is my nurse is a close, very close second. Oh, okay, okay. So you wouldn't mind, let's say, I mean, God forbid, you got to go to a hospital or some, I don't know, urgent care or something. And then you'll be looking up and like, Chantel. And she's like, about to take your. Well, I mean, she she went to school, right? I mean, for 10 years, she better be good at it. She better be good at it. (laughs) She better know how to clean those, you know, clinical devices or something, right? (laughs) Anyway. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five-star review on Apple or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us under listener support at anchor.fm and donate for as low as 99 cents or on Patreon at WTF Extra. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. You can find me on 90 Day Fiance um, IG or at Lon, L-A-N, underscore like, underscore L-A-W-N. I'm also on Facebook at Italics Plays, I-I-T-A-L-I-X-P-L-A-Y-S. I I live stream video games every Friday and Saturday starting between 9 and 10 p.m. Pacific. We stay up all night long. All these links can be found on my Instagram at Italics, I-I-T-A-L-I-X. I was going to say just now when you talked about how Corey thinks that he's a player, I suddenly thought about that Fat Joe line. No, is it Big Pun? I'm not a player, but I fuck a lot. Yeah. (laughs) I'm not a player, but I fuck a lot. Yeah. (laughs) Is that Corey? (laughs) Well, according to him, he couldn't get it up though. Oh, yeah. Supposedly, (laughs) right? Because he's so in love with... He's so in love with, with Evelyn. He couldn't. Yeah. I just want to say to our listeners, you could have picked a gajillion other podcasts, but if you're listening, we want to sincerely thank you. Thank we know you. there are so many options out there in the podcast platform. Good ones. Right. Really good ones. And I know we're not, you know, we know what we are, but if you enjoy our company, consider yourself a friend, consider yourself part of our WTF community. So thank you for sticking with us. And we do have a longtime listener, Lon. I posted a question on our Spotify account and this person actually said that they would like to see us talk about smothered or <gasps> sister wives. I don't even know if sister wives is still around, but correct me if I'm wrong. I know smothered is. So um, yeah, and I can tell you who that person is. It's Ria Morena says... Ria um, Morena, shout out to Maria Morena. <laughs> Uh, hi, first time caller, long time listener. Could you cover the train wreck that is smothered or sister wives? I hate the husband on that show and you will too. Cheers. I'm not to do it. I, yeah, I'm down to do it. I, I think what tends to happen, Lon, is that I will watch 90 Day Fiancé with my fiancé. And after it's done, we're like so reality TV tapped out. And then I had to like switch to TLC's slightly more glam cousin bravo and then i'll watch my real housewives (laughs) (laughs) afterwards so by that time we're really tapped out like in terms of reality tv on sunday and then on monday we would watch you know like yeah and the other spinoffs and sometimes i catch a small glimpse of the singles life even though i don't like a lot of people on there but yeah like i feel like i can watch smother i have been like catching uh, bits and pieces of smother and i i particularly cannot stand that guy whose mom is it shohit or something the mom was and and his girlfriend is of korean descent but she's like been so patient they were around since season one and i think right now they're playing season two 
I feel like the mom is progressing along with her, but I think she's making it tough. But anyway, maybe we can definitely try to catch Smothered, if not the sister wives. And y'all, if you guys are fans of Bachelor or Bachelorette, uh, Lon is a huge, <laughs> huge, massive fan of that franchise. So if you want to hit us up and just kick talk about with it that. with us. Yes. Yeah, talk about it. You know, same with Real Housewives. Like, I'm all about that, too. So I'm all about that Erica Jane and that Gerardi, you know, whole public case or whatever. So, yeah. Hit us up. Uh, you know, you know what to do. 90 Day Fiance WTF at gmail.com or our 90 Day Fiance WTF Instagram or Twitter account. Just slide into our DMs and uh, we'd be happy to talk about shows other than 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance, right. Right on. All right. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Love y'all and uh, be kind to one another. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.